Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, hello, welcome everyone to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. This is PJ. And PK. And this week we have a special guest with us again. He's been here in the past. It's PBS. PBS is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. Did, do you, did you remember that that was your acronym, PBS? No, I didn't, but now I do. Yeah, Professor yeah. Beasley Stan. That's, That's correct. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. There we you did. go. Because we already had a... Did we have the other ones? We I had a... Know. I think we had a PS. That's Pastor Star. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, no, was he PG? I don't Pastor know. Jeff. I think he was PG. So I don't who know. Anyway, oh, 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 Stan. Yes, sir. Nope, not that Stan. <laughs> uh, Francis. <laughs> oh, but we didn't call him P, did we? I think we did. But uh, anyhow, oh, no, well, whatever. Here we are. We're we're just a bunch of dummies here trying to <laughs> trying to act smart. <laughs> we're just PBS happy to have, is in the house. Yes, we're just happy to have him back on. And, you know, we missed a week because yeah, I was sorry. traveling. Sorry about that. Yeah, he was traveling and we miscommunicated about recording times. But that's all right. Here we are and we're glad that you guys are still here with us. So. Yeah, thanks. Well, we just wanted to give you a break. We knew that the last topic was pretty heavy. It sure was. Give you some time to think about it, yep. marinate and... You know, not be mad at us and come back to us when we're ready. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So you remember, you can always reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com, diversity with the C. And um, you can also at PJ, right? No. No, I me. mean, you can at me. At, if they put at PJ, it's not going to go. Well, I don't know well, what it'll go to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying what they're going to at you, but. Uh, you can reach our diversity on a hill Instagram. There you go. At the same thing. Diversity sure. on a hill. Right. So Spelled the IG, yeah. yeah, but I'm not on IG, so you're yeah, gonna yeah. have to at PJ. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of on there. Oh, my department is. Yeah, your department but is on I'm there. Not. Anyhow, does someone else run that for you? Or do you run it? Uh, I have a volunteer. Oh, really? That, that graciously runs that for me. So gotcha. I. So when it's posting something, it's not you. Nope. Really? So you're really not on there. I'm really not on there. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't have to lie. I look, I'm, I'm completely transparent. Which is what you get. Oh, man, PBS is already setting up. So PBS is setting up a computer because I heard something interesting. I heard he had this interesting presentation, and we're just going to jump into it this week. Let's folks, go. Because PBS doesn't have much time this this first time. We may bring him back. Hopefully, he can come back in a little bit and talk with us again. So we're going to get on the hill just right off the bat. We're getting right on the hill. And Let's I don't go. even know what the hill is. All I know is it has something to do with the pyramids. Ooh. I heard there was an amazing, he had an amazing presentation on the pyramids and some really cool thing. Okay. And I know that. PBS, his brain can go some interesting spots. Absolutely. And I wanted to, I wanted to hear this. Yeah. And people were, you know, excited about it. And I wanted, I, I was trying to get some information out of him. He was at some <laughs> meetings at the conference office. And I was like, hey, so I heard there's some stuff. And he's like, yeah, so this, this, and then all this research. And then I was like waiting for more. And he... I think he was just ready for lunch. He's like, stop talking to me. I'm eating. No, no, like, no. I wanted a preview, but I got, I, so I have no idea what's about to be presented to me. I love it, but it's classified. Yeah. So now Ooh. he's going to. We're declassifying, declassifying it. it for us. So, so PBS, what's, what's going on? What is this about the pyramids? Well, hey, it's super exciting because, you know, as I was raised an atheist, mm -hmm. you know, then became a Seventh-day Adventist Christian right. later. Right. And um, I was all about history. You know, my, my background was deep ocean science and worked with the Smithsonian, this, that, and the other. Um, but, uh, but I was fascinated 
whenever I heard in church, because I didn't have a Bible, then someone gave me a Bible, and people were talking about different constellations in the Bible, specifically mm. Orion, mm. and that Christ, have y'all heard, you know, would be returning through the belt of Orion? Have y'all heard anything like that? Yes, sir. I think that is alluded to in the writings of, of Ellen White. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Terrific. And so... Um, Anyway, let me just show you a couple of things. I'll try and describe it as we go through. But uh, anyway, I call a talk that I'm trying to put together, the Sphinx of Israel. Mm. And uh, But anyway, y'all jump in there with whatever questions that you have. But I was fascinated with Easter Island and the Nazca Lines. These things seem to line up uh, from different places So what's the, the Nazca Lines? I've heard of Easter Island. Uh, Nazca Lines are in Peru. And these are like these, uh, they're really huge where you have these, uh, I wouldn't say carvings, but where they laid out stone. I've never been there, but where it looks like different animals, but you can only see it from the air. And so you've got a monkey, you've got a spider, a tarantula that you can see here. And what I thought was fascinating, these were made hundreds of years ago before flight, but they can only be appreciated from the air. Mm. Yeah, so that's weird. How did... Yeah. So this is kind of like those, also those, what are those things in the... Fields, farm fields. Like mazes? Like the corn maze? Ah, you know how they would move that rock? Oh, yeah. There's one out west, like in the, um, uh, the whatever that desert is, the hot desert, and the stone moves by itself or something. Oh, I've seen that too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay, yeah, so he's shown us some pictures. Well, so the Easter Island picture. Right. Go back a couple. Is that really Easter Island now, or is that what they thought it looked like? Uh, that was Easter Island now, and oh. uh, if I could pop back. And so it's it's an idea, like a number of years ago, back in uh, 2011, I took the family, we were doing a coast-to-coast trip, uh, and we started in Washington, D.C. I wanted the kids to touch the tidal basin, and then we were going to go to the Pacific Ocean and mm-hmm. off Catalina Island and touch the Pacific You know, on this trip. But we stopped off at the Painted Desert Petrified Forest, and I usually ask the oddball question, if I'm here for to the docent or the ranger or the historian, if I'm here for just like a couple hours, what is the one thing that you wish we would have asked to see? Mm-hmm. And the guy, he didn't miss a heartbeat. He just said, um, this happens once a year for about a week. And it's on the back side of the park, and this is where there is a very large boulder with a vertical crack, like Indiana Jones, Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark, right. whenever they had the light pass through the crystal and light up you know, where the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be. Yeah. This light would pass through this boulder and light up petroglyphs, Native American, First Nation people, drawings on a neighboring rock. Oh, wow. So we went over, and sure enough, in the middle of nowhere, here's this ranger, and it said it only lasts for about oh, 20 minutes each day each morning around 10 o'clock for, um, you know, for about 20 minutes. And this goes on for like a week during the summer solstice. And I've always been fascinated about how the ancients would line up stars or, you know, line up the sun with uh, the solstice. And so also you happened to be there that same Correct. week? Correct. Oh, wow. That was it. Yeah, wow. It was in June of 2011. Now, was that intentional or that just... That was by accident. Wow. Yeah, because so, he didn't know. He's like, well, tell me what should I see? Exactly. Right. Wow, Absolutely. Awesome. And so these, they, they feel that on Easter Island, these also line up with the solstices. And the solstice would be in the summers, the longest day of the year, around June 21st. We've just now experienced, what's today? Uh, September 22? 21. 21? 21. Okay. Well, today's the first day of fall. Okay, right. and so nice. that would be the equinox when you have an equal amount of daylight and uh, darkness. Right, you know, right, nighttime. right. So you're mentioning a lot of names here <laughs> that to a to a to a typical Adventist scares them, like solstice and and equinox and the celebration and all these kind of Easter Island things. It kind of puts in 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 let's say the more conservative parts of my brain that I was raised with, like 
ooh, you better be careful. That's that's <laughs> paganism. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And But we are going to be talking about the pyramids. And right. so it was the sun god Ra they were worshiping, and Pharaoh was God on earth. Correct. Okay. But is there more to this story? Mm. And by the way, if you're following with us, go ahead and Google now Easter Island. That's what I was going to suggest. Right. So, so thanks for taking the words right, right out of my mouth. Go to the He's next, saying. and then the next one is what are these called again? The Nazca lines, N A Z C A, I believe. Nazca. All right, so Google that, see what those look like. They're really cool. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, but anyway, I've noticed that they they these types of historical sites, archaeological sites, seem to form like a circle around the planet, and I was just fascinated about this. And so, um, and and I was just curious on another thing. I don't know if you remember. Ooh, there was hold on, hold on. I know. Would this would this also help debunk flat Earth? Yeah, what's going to debunk flat Earth? I think is that my son's a missionary in Poland, and right now, <laughs> you know, it's dark there, there you go. and it's hot and sunny here. Right, right, and so right, we've right. talked different times of what is night, what is dawn, and I'll, so we've done this on purpose to say, okay, are you experiencing darkness when we have light here? Are you experiencing sunrise when we still have midnight here? Mm. Good point. Yeah. Anyways, that was just tying back our last conversation. Right. Anyways, no, I'm, I'm the smart aleck in great here that's segue. trying to... No, that's all right. <laughs> they can listen to that episode, and that'll be all right. <laughs> that's okay. Make up for last week. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, like, is there any evidence of uh, someone maybe under duress, like um, a prisoner of war? There was a Senator Jeremiah Denton who was shot down in Vietnam, and what he did was uh, really clever. He was... Uh, a prisoner of war and there were rumors that the prisoners were being tortured. Mm. And so uh, they brought him in for an interview and the, and the person doing the interview from North Korea was, um, or North Vietnam was all dressed up, you know, in a shirt and tie, very Westernized and was asking, how are you been treated? And so he spoke, Jeremiah Denton, the prisoner of war spoke very slowly, mm. but someone, when they saw the film a few days later in, they uh, contacted the authorities in Washington, D.C., and they said, watch, he's blinking Morse code mm. torture. Wow. So is, there, so is there something to where you have a people, maybe, who are forced to do one thing, but maybe they could subvert it to send out another message? Ooh, okay. Wow. Right. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I see where you're coming from. Where are you coming from now? Yeah. And so, you know, I know there may have been other people. I've always you know, thought the Hebrews built the pyramids, you know, being captured, you know, with Ramses II and those. Um, but let's just say a, a people un enslaved, under duress, imprisoned, whatever, mm -hmm. being forced labor to build the pyramids, whether right. it was the Hebrews or another people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the Bible mentions another, a lot of different constellations. And so we'll um, just go through that. But Orion's very special. When I heard that Christ, the Messiah, would be returning through the belt of Orion, uh, when I, and Orion's my favorite constellation, but when I saw the belt and I knew about the pyramids, this was 30 years ago when I was at the sea lab. And so I knew what the pyramids, the outlook, you know, how it was laid out. And to me, it was obvious. Now, as it turns out, I've never read the books or anything, but it probably in the eighties, I guess, was somebody making a connection evidently like this is what I've been told. Uh, but I think people can, um, that God could lead people independently. Right. In right. And so, Absolutely. um, Anyway, if you notice the belt of Orion, there are three stars. There's two in a row and one off-center just a little bit. All right, Google the belt of Orion right now so you can see what he's saying. And then um, I noticed the Great Pyramids. This is what I was familiar with. And whenever I saw the pyramids, the three pyramids, mm -hmm. two in a row and one offset. Oh, look at that. To me, it was obvious that... They were the mimicking belt. Orion's belt. Correct. Interesting. Huh. And so what I was... And this is oh. what's come out later. 
is that the Orion's belt, the Orion constellation, when placed over the pyramids, um, what I was thinking at the time was understanding the entire constellation of Orion. I was wondering, could there be undiscovered archaeological sites besides just the pyramids lining up with the belt of Orion? Could Betelgeuse be something else? Could there be something else corresponding uh, in Egypt in that point that's mm-hmm. yet been to be discovered? Right, Maybe you'd right. find the Ark of the Covenant. Who knows? Wow. But, um, and so, anyway, what they've got is Betelgeuse actually aligns with Tower of Set. And um, this one, you know, I found online what they've discovered recently uh, where these stars of the Belt of Orion, or not the Belt of Orion, but the Orion constellation align with archaeological sites throughout Egypt. Wow. And so what I'm very fascinated with is uh, the Sphinx, too. And so if you notice, they found this with a hieroglyphic, and there's the sun. Mm-hmm. With the rising sun, the sun rises in the east. The Sphinx is aligned to the east. And so this is during the equinox today mm-hmm. in Egypt and also in March that the Sphinx is, is aligned with the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Oh, the sunrise. So, okay. So what I was getting at is that if you notice, there's this bulge on the Sphinx. If they were to Google Sphinx mm-hmm. and look at the bulge, it's mm-hmm. a regolith. But that aligns with the heart of the Leo constellation, the lion. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, this is fascinating. And one thing is that in the pyramid, and there's another chamber that's yet to be opened in the pyramid that they discovered recently, and it has no entrance. They think that they built the pyramid around this chamber, if they put stuff in it, then they continued to build around it to where it was entombed. There was no, no, cha- no um, entrance way to it. But the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid aligns with the belt of Orion. The idea is that Pharaoh, when he would leave earth, would go there. And I'm thinking for everything God has, Satan's got a counterfeit. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Trying mm-hmm. to hijack this. What people don't realize, probably, is that uh, I was working on a little project with Polaris. Polaris is the pole star. It points due north. And so um, I was working on this a few years ago. There's something to it. And so um, I was wondering that if the pyramids were aligned with a pole star. And I was wondering if it was Polaris. It turns out, yes, the pyramids, the Great Pyramid was laid out with a pole star using a star due north. But it wasn't Polaris. 2,500 years ago, 25, I'm sorry, it's longer than that, 2,500 BC, I wanted to know what the pole star was that the Egyptians used, and it's called Thebes. That's from the constellation Draco, the dragon. So oh. the dragon is on one side of the pyramid, but the Masonic Messiah's mm-hmm. belt of Orion is on the other side. Interesting. Wow. Man. So... Anyway, I was thinking about with the biblical connotations, the different constellations, but if we get into Orion, and if you remember how in Revelation it talks about how the tail of the dragon and it swept out, you know, the angels, the right, fallen the stars, angels. Right. right, right. So here we are with pagan worship and that it was actually laid out using the dragon constellation. Mm. And so, anyway, this is uh, here <laughs> on this part. And this is from Revelation 12, verse 7 through 9, where it talks about the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. 
And, um, and again, you know, it was, I thought it was just very interesting. And what I found, what also interesting is that, is that when you think of the Sphinx, it looks like it's a hybrid between a lion and a man, if you look at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's like, if you have the suppressed people, whoever they are, could they have been laying out the pyramids, influencing the Egyptians mathematically or whatever, to lay it out into the form of the belt of Orion to be an SOS to the mm-hmm. cosmos for the Messiah to come and deliver them. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, because the lion and the lamb, right? We hear a right. lot of references about that in the Bible as well. Right. Lion of Judah. Absolutely. And um, so what they found in February of 2019, February 19th of 2019, was that they took a stereographic image of the Milky Way galaxy, and they found that um, that there was actually a river of stars that they didn't know about in the Milky Way galaxy and that this river of stars aligns with the Nile River. So from the Milky Way aligns with the Nile, the Sphinx aligns with Leo, the pyramids are laid out for the Belt of Orion. And again, I'm wondering if the people used it as a type of SOS, like God remember us, and that could the Sphinx be the Lion of Judah, hell, hell, Lion of Judah, maybe influenced like that. Um, so, and what I found interesting is that if you look in China and if you look in Mexico, these nations have, these people, ancients have independently um, developed pyramidal structures and from buttresses and also mummification. But uh, I'm wondering, could the Holy Spirit with those people being suppressed, not necessarily knowing of Christ yet or something, mm-hmm. but could they have been influenced to lay out their pyramids in the belt of Orion as well. Oh. This is around the world. Wow. So they, they could have been like not even known what they were doing and they were just being led by the Holy Spirit to do just that. That's what I'm wondering. Could and they, then could that be a reminder to us? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I've always found it very fascinating because when we talk about the solstice <laughs> and all these like w- what we consider pagan um, festivals or pagan things of, of, you know, celebrating the earth, right? Right. Mother earth or all these kind of things. Um, is, is it really God has been talking to people the whole time? And obviously the devil changes things. I mean, the Bible has been used for good and bad. Correct. Right. So to say that, you know, the, the study of the earth or this, you know, this reverence for these, these, you know, things that the skies tell us, right. I, th- I think from the very beginning, Dave, David says all the time, the earth, the, the skies proclaim your glory, mm-hmm. right? I, I once, someone was telling me once about this, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was a documentary talking about how they were, they were claiming that religion got started out of the study of the cosmos, mm-hmm. right? That was their claim. Right. And they're like, well, even Christianity, there's this star that comes up and it's called, I don't remember all the specifics, but it comes up and it's resu- it looks like a resurrection and, and this was all from the stars. And, and their conclusion was, see, they were studying the stars and they made up these stories. But as a Christian, obviously I have a different worldview. My conclusion is, no, maybe God was talking to them mm. before they had scripture. Because mm. the Bible clearly says the heavens proclaim your glory. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the New Testament, it says, hey, God has been speaking to everyone at all times. No one will have excuse when he comes back. 
He's put them in a specific time and talked to them in certain ways. I believe that God was talking to the Egyptians, that God was talking mm-hmm. to the, the Incans and, and, and right. all these different people and saying, hey, look, there is, and they felt this connection. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, think about this. It, it seems like ever since our inception, if we go far back in time to the original, if you want, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well, we say Adam and Eve, right? And people have their own perception. But if you think about, people in general they always wanted to go to or connect with a higher power Mm. Mm -hmm. and if god had to meet them where they were in order for him to be able to let them know of his existence even though these people named them other gods we we never know like they they obviously worshiped a lot of other things you know god of the rain and the sun and the waters and the rivers and whatever but but the point is these people were trying to find a higher power and it's so interesting to me because we already had that innate necessity to connect to a higher being. And then like you were mentioning PJ, God was trying to find a way to meet them where they were and maybe even show himself to them, reveal himself to them in one way, shape or form. God's first Bible was nature. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And how did the Magi find Mm -hmm. the savior? Exactly. Looking to the skies, studying the stars. That's correct. Now, they were open to the leading of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and not themselves, right? Now, right. now what people are scared of, oh, we study the stars and it's so new age and it's so this. No, no, studying the stars is God's glory. I it's mean, his studying creation. His nature. Yeah, it's his creation. Well, well, it says in Psalms 147.4, he counts the stars and he calls them all by name. Mm. Wow. So yeah. he's named the stars. That's it. And I don't know... I mean, I don't know. He's named the stars. It's got to be important for him to give a name. He asked Adam and Eve, one of the, or Adam, one of the first jobs, name the animals. Right. Naming is important. Mm. Right. And it takes me back to the statement you made earlier where there's always a counterfeit for everything that God has, right? Mm -hmm. So the devil's going to try to distract us Mm. from paying attention to how God is trying to connect with us. Mm -hmm. And he's going to try to get us to connect with him instead, right? Mm. So if that's the case, it's not that we have to seek man's way of trying to decipher or determine, you know, how God is communicating with us, i.e. horoscopes and all that other stuff, Mm -hmm. right? When we talk about studies of the stars, (laughs) but the point is we can seek him in his word and still be connected with obviously the investigation that PBS just brought. Well, what's, what's cool to me is so often as Christians, especially when we kind of lean towards, you know, the kind of this stuff we don't understand this new agey kind of stuff. Oftentimes we want to cut off and separate. No, that's wrong. No, no, no. Go to the Bible. No, that's wrong. That's that's new agey, that stuff. But instead, maybe we should be finding these connections. Right. Right. And building bridges. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, no, that's not the way it is. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know God created the heavens and the earth? The right. Bible says it. Mm-hmm. So obviously he wants to speak to us through them. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a beautiful connection mm-hmm. point? Mm-hmm. Well, and bring the, up some of these things. Well, right? that's the filter. The Bible mm-hmm. is the filter to di- be able to differentiate between right and wrong, mm-hmm. good and evil, right? Right. So we can still be exposed to these studies and understand that we're going to understand them or view them through the filter of the Bible. Right. So Our foundation not, needs to be Right, right. Of course, if we're going to delve into these kind of uh, studies, right, and and themes. But again, God is still speaking to us, and God was obviously speaking to his people. And if his people were trying to communicate to him indirectly, mm-hmm. right, the same way that the soldier did, mm-hmm. I mean, hello, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. And it says during creation week, God said all that he had made, and it was very good. Exactly. Mm. So why do we pick and choose which part of nature we're comfortable with? Right. Why do Come we let now. somebody 
like with the new age belief, hijack it to where we can no longer appreciate that star system or whatever, mm-hmm. because we think it's taboo, but God, I mean, you know, of course, new, new age has their interpretation. We don't buy into that, but we shouldn't avoid God's creation. Yeah. Amen. Don't you think the devil would love for us to be like, yeah, see, that's for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't study God's nature. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the stars. What? I mean, they're pretty, but don't look no. deeply into them because how, why would God communicate that way with you? Right. 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 Or, you know, we'll, like the hippie or tree hugger moving. Oh, no, that they're, they're like taking that too far. Like, no, well, maybe we use that as a starting point and we go ahead and study that right through the lens of a, a wonderful creator God. Right. But how much more could we actually learn about God if we took the time to but, look into the things he made? Right. But this is, mm-hmm. this is where I also, it has to be a change of mentality for us too, mm. because oftentimes when we interact with these, with nature, it's what I can get out of nature. Mm. And I think that if we stop thinking and being self-centered, because it is still a self-centered approach to say, what can I get from nature? But I actually start to study nature and start to see God in nature. Then we would appreciate it even more and not be afraid of the unknown. How does nature glorify God? Well, it does. I mean, because I had no Bible and I just prayed to God because I was forbidden to go to church, no Bible. And it was through nature, I was like, or through science, I was like, God, show me you're real. And I had no Bible. And mm. so God was faithful, you know, with that and giving me counter arguments to evolution when wow. it was being, you know, crammed down my throat Right um, on that part. And the other one, if you think about, if you consider the vastness of space, and mm. if we're not supposed to look at the vastness, you know what I mean, without, right. you know, being misinterpreted, but if you really look at it, and then we consider our earth for the speck that it is, very insignificant but we are significant to God. Absolutely. We were created in his image. And so it would be, I think, a message to the universe that no, all of creation means everything to me, Mm. even this little speck. Right. So it's from our perspective, but also from other created beings that God's made when they're looking as like, God truly is love. One Mm. word, love, because he died for this little speck that mm-hmm. you call earth when you think about the grandeur of the universe. Right. And and think about this. If I've had this question asked to me, Stan, I know you've heard this before, PJ either, and I know we got to wrap it up, but um, Stan, have you heard somebody ask if their pet would ever be in heaven? I've heard it asked. Right. So, so the question is, if God cared so much for all of his creation, could it be possible that one of the surprises we will have in heaven, because we're told they're going to be surprises, right, mm-hmm. would be that your pet is there? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's something that is not too far fetched, right? Because because the, the idea is oh, even you're your into pet, the big pet controversy is there. Oh, bring, bring that one up, sure. <laughs> well, well, the point is that the pet is also important. It was God's creation, right? right. So, I mean, I don't know. I well, just said but the pet wasn't created in His image. I'm just no, no I'm just, but it's it's not beyond Him to be able I'm to do that. This is God we're talking about here. But is He going to recreate the earth? Yeah, He so sure is. Does that limit it to only rocky matter, or would there be trees? And if they're trees, then why not pets mm. of some sorts? If he's recreating, right. I, right. I'm not saying he's resurrecting. No, 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 no. Of course, of course. That's knows? not what we're trying to yeah. say. It's just, you never know. You never know. But he loves his creation and we see this and he's always in constant communication with his creation. Well, it's creation he's, from the beginning. The animals weren't supposed to die. Correct. Right. That That's was not point. part of the plan. Right, right, right. And I don't think it's his will that our pets die now. Right. right. Not in his will. No. So any, it's, it's, it's worth thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing, if just, I know it's, it's a tangent, but we we've never, already been off on a pet tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. bring another one on. You're welcome. No tangents in this, in this joint. There we go. Well, on this one is, is that before I knew anything of God, okay, follow me on this, is that 
I had a conscience. I didn't know anything about the laws or rules of God. didn't know anything about the laws or rules of man. But if I did something wrong, it bothered me. Mm. And it's not that I knew it was wrong if I just did something. If you told a non-truth, it wasn't like, well, you're a liar knowing that definition. Mm -hmm. I had a conscience. Mm. So if you are into evolution, survival of the fittest, natural selection, who Mm. cares what you do if you go and steal candy bars all day long because it's your own selfish. Evolution is selfish, self-centered. And so uh, you're meeting a need. Why do you even have a conscience? So mm-hmm. I'm saying that conscience comes from God and the Holy Spirit working with you. That's, That's one of the arguments that I always never got because a lot of evolutionists will want to make the world a better place. And you're like, all right, but how do you do that? Well, we need to be kind to people. If I'm kind, I was like, well, why do you need it? That's not survival of the fittest. Then. Right. Right. You're going against your own belief yeah. right. in essence. Yeah. Like, it, anyways. If you were the pure, now again, I don't want to stir up anything with you guys, but if you were the <laughs> absolute purest evolutionist, mm-hmm. Then why do we have prisons? Those people are just survival of the fitness. Mm. And they have an evolutionary advantage over all of us because they're taking it to a whole nother level of meeting their needs, whatever that was in the past, whether wow. eliminating people from gene pool or stealing, whatever. Uh, you follow me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I no, follow no, you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a great to point. Me, that's just evolution. Wow. Interesting. Well, oh, well, we went off on a tangent, uh, three or four there. It's but, a great, great. Yeah. Uh, no, this is what we do on Diversity on the Hill. But, so that's... That, <laughs> That's really cool about kind of the the Orion's belt and, and the the pyramids. I had I had never heard anything about that. That's that's amazing. Well, there's there's more, but still trying to wrap my mind around it. <laughs> and things, so, well, look, uh, Stan, we know you got to run right now. Uh, so, if we can potentially get you again mm-hmm. for our next episode, um, that'll be awesome. And they'll see that in the title. <laughs> but if you don't, then just know that we'll try to get Stan again another time so we can keep delving into this idea because we do want to take a closer look at the at the pyramids idea that you have brewing there. So, um, But until then, uh, let me go ahead and pray. All right. And then we'll call this one uh, here. It'll be a somewhat shorter episode this time just because Dan has to run. But hopefully we'll be able to reconnect with him and, and continue the conversation. All right. He's an educator that he's going to educate people. There you go. Like <laughs> well, he you're educated us. Though, exactly. Like you educated <laughs> but us. But I guess he doesn't get paid by us. He <laughs> no, he sure doesn't. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And thanks for the invitation. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again because you speak through uh, uh, to us through nature. And uh, you find different ways, creative ways to, to communicate and contact us. And Father, just help us to be aware. Help us to be selfless in the approach and the study of your creation and that ultimately we may be transformed by it, get to know you better and love you more because you are love. So thank you. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. This is PJ and I'm out. PBS, I'm out of here. Love it. And PK here. Many blessings. Till next time.